0: PTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday to you. Good gracious, it's beautiful outside. I thought it was pretty yesterday as we were at the North Carolina State Fair, but we've come to uh, a, a different a uh, fair on a different scale this morning. Josh Logan's place, the Logan family uh, uh, grasshopper farm is what it is. And uh, gosh, it's so nice out here. Josh, thank you for having us out.
1: Good morning. Thanks for coming out here and visiting us on the farm. We're happy to have you.
0: Yeah, and uh, Brother Rufus is with us uh, in all his finery. You okay, Brother?
1: I certainly
2: am. This reminds me of growing where I grew up. You see this, the uh, frost on the pumpkins, and this is going to be such an easy drive for people. i oh right of driving right out of Lake Wheeler, got on Pool Road, ran right into it.
0: Yeah, it's, it's easily accessible if you're... If you uh, just take uh, 64, the the bypass 64, and uh, that is still called 64 bypass, isn't it? I don't know. There's so many different terms. I think terms. it has like
1: four different designations. Yeah, It's a 264
0: and I-87. I-87, yeah. And take the Hodge Road exit, and you'll uh, then end up on Pool Road. That's right. And it's um, 8004, or as my GPS said, 8004. <laughs> pool road (laughs) and it's grasshopper farms we're near grasshopper road which uh that's right it's quite busy i think as i hear it on our traffic reports occasionally over the years but this is so nice why why did y'all decide to do this
1: well we had the opportunity to um purchase this land from the broadwell family uh several years back and the store that we're sitting in uh, was one uh, once known as broadwell grocery so for those who are listening that aren't yet familiar with Grasshopper Farms, but are from the area, they they may have visited Broadwell Grocery over the years. Um, The store was originally built in the 1890s and uh, was operated by uh, a couple of different members of the Broadwell family, but, but mostly by Mr. James Broadwell. And he operated this store up until 2006, I believe, when he... When he passed away, and this this store uh, over the years became uh, quite the gathering place for the community here in uh, Eastern Wake County between uh, Raleigh and Nightdale um, If you had come through here during the the decades, the last decades of the 20th century, or the first part of the 21st century, you would have found uh, all all kinds of snacks and uh, general store type of items, and uh, most certainly you would have found a, a couple of very uh, happy old men in here uh, exchanging uh, farm stories and uh, maybe playing Rook. Uh, it, was, yeah. it was sort of the gathering place, but it, it was uh, once uh, both a, a general store, grocery, and, and gas station. Uh, we've got a room set up here uh, with memorabilia from, from the store, um, because when Mr. Broadwell passed away, uh his uh his widow and and children just decided to close up the store and it uh apart from a, a lot of weathering it was much the same when we uh purchased it as it had been uh when he operated it so uh the first time i walked through the door in on this store i just i knew that it had to be preserved it's it's such a cool location that the exterior was in, in pretty bad disrepair, and we didn't, believe it or not, we had to take up all these floors that you're sitting on. They, they are the original floors, so if you walk in here today, you wouldn't think that anything had been done, but the, the, floor was, the floor system was all rotted and termite infested, so we actually had to take out the floors and replace the joists from within, uh, but we made every effort to try to preserve the, uh, the interior of the store here much as it had been for uh, 130 years.
0: We need more people like you, Josh. I, I, how many people have thanked you for doing this, uh, members
1: of the community? Uh, a lot, a lot of folks <clears> have <throat> come by and, and it's, been, it's been great fun uh, and, and really an honor to hear from folks about how much they enjoy uh, what we've done here and, and how much this place has, has meant to them.
2: Well, I, I would have to bring Linda down here because at one time my wife Linda was the head of historic preservation for the state of North Carolina. And she will be just delighted to know about this. Just delighted.
0: More of this should be done. Uh, and I I can't imagine the trouble that y'all went to to, to get all this, the, the, the inspections
1: alone. <laughs> well, uh, thankfully, um, because this is a, a bona fide farm, um, th- and this is a, a farm use of the building, um, A lot of the typical inspections that you would have to go through um, were not applicable in this case Uh, of course we we tried to do our work um, to build something that was sound and safe Uh, of course our insurance company really (laughs) cared about that Um, but uh, it 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 is something that would uh, would not have been possible I don't think um, if if everything had to meet today 's code but the the electrical work did have to be inspected and uh, I think you can you can tell that the craftsmanship is uh, is top notch and we were able to um, utilize local producers for our our uh, timber so the exterior of the of the store um, definitely has an old fashioned feel to it, but it is not the original exterior uh, every bit of the uh, exterior is is new, and we had uh, had that mill just down the Road in Wendell, yeah. Um, so it's uh, all locally sourced, um, and uh, we're, re- we're just real pleased with how how things turned out.
0: Now, tell me about these huge doors here. Did you have to cut the uh, the opening for these doors to make them fit?
1: Yeah. So the the doorway was once just a single door, and um, it, you know it was a really neat door, but uh, it had been um, it had suffered too much rot to be restored um, and probably 15 or 20 years ago uh, when automatic doors were put on the, uh, the building in downtown, uh, these big beautiful wooden doors were were taken off and uh, had been put away in storage because we knew that they were awesome uh, and we wanted to make sure that uh, they had a future life and of course they their um, They're roughly 80 years old. Uh, And so we decided, being that we were going to have a farm stand here and and hoping to have a lot of traffic, we wanted a wider doorway that would allow a lot of light into the store. Uh, So we uh, brought these two beautiful, solid wooden doors over from the train station and uh, stripped them down, uh, uh, taken off all the exterior paint. And we actually weathered them a little bit with a blowtorch uh, to give them that that look that you see there and um, it's a great feature. It adds a lot of character to a, a building that's already very rich in character.
0: It certainly has. And uh, you, I yeah, wondered, Bruce. Well,
1: I wondered why I've
2: been weathered so much so, <laughs> somebody, somebody got you with a blowtorch? Somebody get me with a blowtorch? <laughs> Ooh.
1: It's all those uh, well, summer days at the beach, Rufus. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you're <laughs> a
2: fine employee. When I got here at 7.30, he said he walked in and somebody left the air conditioning on. And so he had to heat up the place a little bit here.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You know, we're, we're in that sort of uh, interesting transitional period where yesterday afternoon it was warm enough to, to want a little bit of air. And this morning, a little bit of heat wouldn't hurt.
0: It did get warm at the state fair yesterday. And I've been to the flower show area and gosh, I've never seen so many, so many different types of plants that's uh, and it's kind of a refuge anyway uh, it's it's my favorite part of the the fair but uh have y'all ever had a garden out there i know there are a lot of entry gardens i bet you have we
1: have uh, on a number of occasions uh, logan's has had the opportunity to to okay. sponsor and or um uh, care for create uh one that's of okay. the gardens out at the out of the yeah, flower yeah. show and it's um okay. it's a lot of fun it's a lot of work um uh, at a time where we're we're pretty busy, so we uh, we haven't done it in a couple of years. But you know, for uh, for many many years, um, our uh, our friend and longtime team member uh, Bridget Zazara was the farm uh, the state fair manager in that area. So we we did have a very deep connection yeah. uh, with the state fair, and certainly I enjoy it personally, and uh, always as a kid this guy sitting across the table from me would brother would, robert would drag us yeah my father would drag us through the uh <laughs> through the uh village of yesteryear and the uh, the flower show and the gardens and of course my at,
0: favorite areas of the fair as a
1: as a young kid all i cared about was uh what we were gonna eat and what we were gonna ride yeah but uh you know as as the years have changed uh have passed <laughs> my my interests have changed and now i'm the one dragging my kids through the flower yeah. show
0: and a lot of kids you do have. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Robert, uh, good morning to you. Good Robert morning. Logan. Uh, and you, So you used to drag them through the
1: through the fairgrounds? He probably doesn't and, remember it.
3: No, they were not as excited about it as I was at the time.
1: Yeah, okay. Well, it's,
3: in, I was all into flowers, and they were all into other things that would be you know,
0: fun, maybe. Well, they, they, a, they, a they are I exciting. Realizing <laughs> that. It is exciting. Is it exciting? Yes, it is. Lovely <laughs> every day. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so is so is Logan's. All
1: aspects of it now. Indeed. <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, this is this is one of my favorite times of the year. Um, Me too. It always has been down at Logan's. Uh, I, I love I love the changing of the the seasons, the colors that come with it. Uh, I, I love the crispness to the air and. Um, you know, it, it's great fun preparing for Halloween and, uh, and Thanksgiving. It feels like a, a big build right on into the Christmas season. So um, it, it's a great time to be in, uh, in the green industry, a great time to be uh, selling plants and pumpkins and Christmas trees, the things that make, uh, make people happy and, and sort of tie into all the joys that, that these seasons bring.
0: We're at Grasshopper, is it Farms or Farm?
1: It's Grasshopper Farms, and uh, as you said earlier, we're located at 8004 Pool Road, uh, just between Raleigh and Nightdale at the intersection of Pool Road and Grasshopper Roads in Eastern Wake County.
0: All right, and we're going to take a break, and we'll come back and and talk with Josh and Robert about uh, more about what is actually here on the property on the WPTF Weekend Gardener. It's 819. For 40 years, it was the Tar Heel Gardener, and since then, the Weekend Gardener has invited you into their backyard—a WPTF tradition since 1945. We're back on WPTF at uh, Logan's Grasshopper Farm, farms out in uh, near Nightdale. I guess it is a uh, Nightdale address. It uh, is. It's uh, Pool Road eight zero zero four Pool Road. That's P O O L E. Road, in Nightdale, K Town. So, uh, come on out and join us now. What all is here?
1: besides this building? Yeah. So, this is a 16-acre uh, farm. So, there's a lot, a lot more uh, than meets the eye at first. And uh, one of our, one of our exciting features right now on the farm is our uh, four and a half acre corn maze, uh, which is uh, a really fun and challenging uh, adventure for. Parents and kids. Uh, we had it designed by a, a, a friend of ours in uh, in Windale, so right down the road. A, a fellow named Wayne Batten. He used to be a an extension agent here in Wake County and also in uh, Pender County, I believe. And uh, I spoke to him just a few minutes ago on the phone. I think he's going to try to call in, and I hope he does because it's it's really neat to hear about uh, the whole process of of growing and and uh, forming a corn maze. I had to educate myself on it but it's a a real neat and challenging uh, experience there's a there's a grasshopper cut into the uh, uh, corn and uh, folks can come out here uh, take a trip through the corn maze visit the pumpkin patch Uh, we've got awesome array of pumpkins uh, all different shapes sizes and colors we've got those really neat stackable uh, pumpkins that kinda look like Cinderella's carriage (laughs) and all manner of gourds uh, of course, fresh local produce, um, fall corn, corn stalks, hay bales, everything you need to decorate uh, your home and and make it ready for visitors uh, or trick or treaters. Um, we also have lots of beautiful fall color with the mums and pansies and uh, snapdragons and and the like. Don't forget those hydrangeas. Oh my lord, they're just so beautiful. Are you
0: going to have? You going to expand that? Are you going to have more plants out here? Or?
1: Yeah, we're uh, uh, we're hoping to have a couple of greenhouses that we're going to build this winter and uh, we're going to be ramping up production of all different types of plant material here on the farm. So hopefully this uh, this can become a convenient place for folks to, to visit who are in the eastern part of the county uh, or, or, you know, right across, we're not that far from Johnson County so there's a lot of folks right across the line there. And, mm-hmm. Uh, even even Nash County is not that far away. So we hope to be a, a convenient destination uh, for folks who are looking for uh, flowers, shrubs, locally grown produce. Um, we are producing quite a bit of produce right here on the farm. And uh, we're really excited about this spring because uh, we're gonna be having uh, a you pick uh, strawberry patch where you can pick them or we'll, we'll pick them for you if you'd rather just come by and grab a bucket that's ready to go, uh, the The rows are already set up back there and uh, the landscape uh, fabric's laid down and we're we're gonna be planting plants very soon. So uh, spring of, of this coming year, so that'd be March and April, primarily, uh, you pick strawberries right here, close to probably 8004 Pool Road at Grasshopper Farms. So it'll be kind of a,
0: a theme for each season. You've got, uh, or for, just different holidays and things too, because you've got the corn maze now, and all that goes with that. So that that's wonderful, Robert. You have your children are visionaries.
3: They are, and have uh, gotten a uh, greater vision than I had. But it's multiplying now.
0: What about your dad? Was he was he like that?
3: I think so. In a lot yeah. of ways, he was. He was uh, a little bit more basic. But the biggest thing about my father was that he was a He'd always been around produce and grocery business. Yeah, Colonial. Yeah, and uh, he enjoyed customers, and he loved turning product. He was a merchant at heart. And uh, he had, I said this on one of the earlier interviews that we had with Johnny Hood, and actually, maybe Wally Osley. Yeah. Uh, I said to them, of course, Johnny. I think asked me about how, where does my where does your dad get all his ideas? Yeah, right. And I said, well, he's just been around a long time, and he just generates those <laughs> ideas. So that's a that's a tribute to him, and he he inspired me, and I'm hoping that I've inspired my children. Yeah. to take, take it up.
0: And but, he obviously has Josh, absolutely both uh, of them.
1: You know, yeah. uh, this sort of thing gets in your blood, and uh, I very much enjoy the the interaction with with people. That's a big part of uh why I love uh running uh the garden center at Logan's and downtown. That's a big part of what has uh driven and inspired what we're doing here at Grasshopper Farms. All right. We're well, we'll gonna talk
0: more about the farms coming up and we'll also uh take your calls uh, our number is nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three, and uh, take all of your gardening questions. And uh, you can certainly ask about the farming. You can ask for directions if you want to. But I'll tell you, if you if you got a GPS, it's e- so easy to get here. Uh, eight thousand four Pool Road in Nightdale. So Pool Road runs. I don't know how where Pool Road ends. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much
1: in uh, in Wendell.
0: But it, it. Yeah. Rufus and I got lost in uh, Johnston County one time. I mean, in uh, Orange <laughs> County one time. And uh, we, we, we found Guest Road, the end of Guest Road. <laughs> we took it to Durham. Well, More of the Weekend Gardener coming up. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF for The Weekend Gardener. We're at Grasshopper Farms. The uh, Logan family has created this uh, wonderful place here on Pool Road at Grasshopper Road. And uh, the entrance, by the way, as Robert was pointing out, is is on Grasshopper Road. So uh, we're kind of at the corner here. So just uh, check that out. Uh, entrance, entrance very obvious there on Grasshopper Road. But come join us today or any day. What are the hours?
1: Uh, Thank you for asking. So we're open Monday through Saturday, uh, 1030 to 6 p.m. We are closed on Sundays, as has been our tradition for many years, but sorry, 1030 to 6, 1030 a.m. to 6 p.m. Monday through Saturday. Now, the corn maze was designed by a uh, gentleman.
0: I, I don't know that I really have. I don't know that I've met Wayne. But I have heard Johnny Hood talk about Wayne Batten and talk to Wayne Batten so many times I feel like I, I know him and, and Wayne, I think the, the spirit of Johnny Hood is with us this morning. I think the, the last time I heard y'all talking was on tobacco facts and y'all were talking about bulk barns so and about um, and the changes that were coming to uh, tobacco and contracts and all of that so nice of you to, to join us this morning.
4: We're glad to be here today.
0: Well, fantastic. Tell me about uh, this corn maze that uh, people are enjoying and, and uh, will continue to enjoy.
4: Well, it's one of seven corn mazes that I cut this year. And when I started first talking with Joshua about it, the, uh, the field is a little bit of a challenge because the, the shapes. If we have a square, rectangular field, you can do a lot more with it. But when I saw that grasshopper logo, and we were try- trying to decide what to do with it. I said, we can make that work. And a few things we have to do with the cornfield. Number one is we have to re-educate the farmers on when to plant a cornfield or a corn maze. All my extension career, I told people to try to plant corn in April, very first part of May, if at all possible. And if I'm not mistaken, I think this one was planted on like July the 7th, 6th or 7th, something like that. Because we want to plant them later in the year so that they're standing up real good for Halloween time. Wow,
0: it's uh, so. Do you uh, you've done this obviously before? Is this a sideline with you now?
4: Yeah, in retirement? I, I'm retired. I'm retired from the extension now, and I do a do a few things, and this is one of them. And we actually put in a corn maze when I was in Fender County, probably about 2002 or 2003. We, I wrote a grant proposal. We put in a corn maze for a 4-H uh, fundraiser, and uh, had some fun with it. And then through the remainder of my career had a chance to, to start playing around with a lot of GPS work, global position satellite work. And we saw that it was, it was something that was coming for farmers. And most of the farmers now, matter of fact, this field was planted with a tractor that was driven with a GPS system. Uh, well, the field that you're there at.
0: Now, it's, uh, it's uh, alleged that, that uh, flying saucers and people from other planets have something to do with corn mazes, too. Uh, Is that true,
4: Wayne? Uh, I have cut a few. It, it's always funny. When, when I get one almost cut, Fly my drone, take a picture of it, go somewhere where I can get a quick picture printed, and give me an 8 by 10 printed. And it is funny sometimes watching the expressions of people at the photo lab when they, when they look at it and say, What is this? <laughs> because uh, you know, you're looking down on it, and <clears throat> hopefully, Joshua's showing show you the pictures of, of what the maze looks like. And some of my customers post the entire picture as soon as we finish with it. Others will post a little small parts of it so that you can't pull it up on your phone and look at it while you're trying to go through it sort of cheat your way through, the, through to get to the maze.
2: Wayne, let me ask right. you a question. This is Rufus. I, I met one of your colleagues yesterday at Nash County, young man that's been on our show before, Mike, mm-hmm. with the Extension Service. Uh, do you, When you plant the field, do you still plant rows? Because you, you carve out after, after the corn's grown, I take it. You carve out the your ways.
4: Yeah, the the way that I do it is we have them to plant it. But in addition, Rufus, in addition to planting it, we cross what we call it cross planting. It we plant it in two directions. Right. If you uh, if you can, if you look at some of the area photographs, and, look at and you it's, one it's, right now. Photographs be, before uh, before the hurricane and after the hurricane, and uh, but you can actually see the crisscross pattern, which makes it so much thicker in the field. There are some people that are now using their precision planters with the, uh, stuff on, uh, the, the uh, global positioning stuff on the planter, and they can actually plant it and save the seed in the areas. But the way we do it we plant the entire field, and then when it gets between waist high and shoulder high is when I want to come in and plant it. I've been told all my college career and everywhere and told farmers that the growing point on a corn plant it stays in the ground until it's about 12 to 16 inches tall. And if you don't believe that, go cut a corn maze when it's about twelve inches tall, and you'll be hmm. cutting it and cutting it and cutting it because it keeps on coming out of that seed from the ground. You got to pull it up. You'd, you'd have to chop it out then.
1: Yeah. yeah. So
4: when I go in, and, I go in with, with the zero turn mower when it's between waist high and shoulder high is when I really prefer to go in. And uh, when we cut it off, it's cut. Yeah, I can I'll, definitely I'll see drive the grass. In, in, in the maze. I'll drive over it five, six, seven times until I get it like I want it.
0: Okay. So, what do you use to cut it?
4: <clears throat> I use a zero turn mower, ah. and I have a. But I have a computer mounted on the front of it, and uh, I, st- I used to. When I first started doing it, I would. We go back to, to the basic math. I've got a nine-year-old grandson, and he's, he's starting to learn a little bit of geometry. And I time I said, "Learn that stuff because you'll use it all the time." I start off by going to the field. If the grower can. Can you give me the GPS coordinates on the field? Fine. This field that you had today was close enough. I went to it because there's a whole lot of corners on that field. And I use a GPS and I actually map it out. Then I go back to the simple things, like Rufus will remember. I draw it on a piece of grid paper, quarter inch grid paper, so that each grid is about 25 feet. That's as close as I want to cut alleyway. And then uh, we go through the design on that. Then I go through three different computer programs until it goes onto the thumb drive that goes in my computer This down on the floor. And when I go in the field, I'm not looking at the crop. I'm staring at the screen, especially when I'm doing things like cutting the grasshopper to get him just exactly like I want him. And I always tell my customers and anyone else, I said, you're allowed to come in the field when I'm cutting, but don't get close to me. Because when I get to a dead end, I back up. I don't look. I'm the only one in the field. And I'm wow. staring at this screen so I can get everything and get it cut like I want it to be.
0: That's like Lindbergh flying to Paris uh-huh. with, uh, you know, no no window in front. <laughs> it's looking there at it instruments. Goes. Wow. Oh. Uh, there's no Harry Potter stuff going on here, is there, uh, Wayne? Won't,
4: we, won't, we won't discuss whether there is or not.
2: <laughs> well, what I keep wondering is, before computers, what in the world did the folks
4: do to make a corn maze? Hmm. I don't know. Some people still will will draw a design out, and when the corn is very small, knee-high or so, they'll actually go in and and pull tape measures. And uh, I cut a maze several years ago for a guy. He called me. He said, I understand you can cut corn maze. I said, yeah. I said, how big is it? He said, well, it's about eight or nine feet tall. And I hate cutting one that size. It's difficult to cut it. You can't tell where you're going. He was going to try to use this. The string method and measure tape measures and all like that. He said we spent a week and we've not cut a hundred feet. Wow. So it, uh, <laughs> now when I go into a farm, I, it always takes me two days to cut. Them. But it, uh, I can now cut the designs that I want that I want to cut. And then fly well, with the drone, to see if it looks like it's supposed to look.
0: How do people get in touch with you if if uh, they want you to cut a corn maze for them?
4: Uh, I'm I'm more I'm less uh, savvy at my social media than I am with my cutting, than I am with, with, with my GPS work. But they can look me up uh, uh, on Facebook, Wayne Batten. I actually, have two accounts, and I keep forgetting to take one of them down. Or I've got to get my grandson to show me how to take one of them down. <laughs> but people try to find one, and they get into the other one. But. Uh, and I cut corn mazes all over the state. I, I go as far west as Hendersonville. I've cut one in an apple orchard in Hendersonville. Oh wow! This year when I went up there, it was the eighth year I've cut one for Steep Hill Crest Orchards. And this year I went way east. I went down to Oriental and cut a, a, a new one this year for OEMC Corn Maze uh, just outside. If you if you drive into Oriental between Newburn and Oriental, you're going to go by the field. And
0: uh, wow. I'm going to make a point of uh, looking for that.
4: Dra- dragging the trailer with, with the mower in it.
0: Let me, let me ask you, but before you before we let you go, um, uh, do you have a good Johnny Hood story, or what do you remember about Johnny? It was one of my Johnny
4: favorites. Johnny Hood, I, I, and I've got to mention two people when I talk about it. Johnny Hood and Ray Wilkinson. Yeah. Uh, I'm the public speaker that I am now because of those two people. And I'll, I'll never forget a time you mentioned tobacco facts and you and I, you and I may have been on the air before sometime when Johnny was out of town or whatever. I I know, um, Oh gosh, I'm just lost. That was probably Tony Rigsby. I I know I've been on with Tony several times, but, uh, one year I came in and tobacco facts, when Johnny started that for people that don't know, I'd go in and I'd sit down at the recording booth and we'd record programs for all week long. Right. And, uh, Got ready to sit down one day, and Johnny said, Wayne, we got a problem with what you're doing. Okay, what's going on? He said, you're making a comment. He said, I have never caught it. He said, Bart Rittner caught it. And uh, he motioned for Bart to come in, and Bart said, every time Johnny asks you a question, he said, you begin by answering, well, Johnny, well, Johnny, well, Johnny. Johnny flipped the tape on from my previous thing, and oh, my gosh, it was that. I probably said, well, Johnny. I think each tobacco factor program was like three and a half minutes. Yeah. And I probably said, well, Johnny, six or eight times on every one of them. <laughs> so so I, I took out a piece of paper and a, and a marker, and I wrote, well, Johnny, in big, tall letters and said it right in front of me. <laughs> so if, if Johnny was talking to me, I could go ahead and go through. But it, it was amazing the things that we could do. You know, you look at your career, the technology changes. Right. That's another important time. We found Blue Mold in Wake County one year. Found it one, late one afternoon, uh, confirmed it early the next morning. I called Johnny. actually taped the program on, uh, on, the, on the telephone. It was before cell phone time, too. We had, we had to go somewhere else to, for, to, to do the program. <laughs> I called uh, Ray Wilkinson. Ray taped the program uh, for two different things. Said, I want you at the news desk at noon. And I was there. And we were able, even then, this was back in the in the early 80s, we were able to get information to growers really quickly if you had resources like like we had, you know. Absolutely. Most people, and they just never have the opportunity to, to have TV and radio stations that are that close to them. But uh, as I said, I'm the speaker that I am today because of, of those two jobs.
0: Well, I it's a. Such an honor to talk to you, Wayne. You've done a great job with your career, and I I know that uh, you will continue to do a great job with with these mazes and anything else that you uh, uh, plan to tackle. So thank you so much for calling us. I'm
4: doing that, and and I'm trying to train my nine-year-old grandson so he can take the business over from in about two or three weeks.
0: (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, tell him to stick with that geometry. Yep. All right, Wayne. Thank you. My friend, and have a nice day. All right, thank you. All right, bye. All right, Wayne Batten, uh, former extension agent with uh, Wake County. He uh, dealt with tobacco and and other crops, and uh, later head of extension in Pender County. So, uh, so nice day, and what a talented guy,
1: Josh. He is. I was uh, really grateful to be able to meet Wayne and uh, Ryan Broadwell, uh, who's one of the descendants of the, of the Broadwell that ran this, uh, this store for so many years is still farming the land. I, I forgot to mention that earlier. Uh, he's the great nephew of, of the man who, who ran the Broadwell grocery store that we're seated, seated in. And, uh, Ryan had, uh, had heard of Wayne and connected us, uh, to him. In fact, Ryan is, is the one who planted the corn for us. And, uh, anyhow, we're, 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 we're real great, about tongue twisted here we are real grateful to have the relationship with Ryan Broadwell and Broadwell Farms and with mr. Wayne Batten because I uh, I know a lot about plants but not not terribly much about uh, growing growing corn and having both of them help us was a great treat
0: very good let's uh, before we take a break let's talk uh, quickly with Ray from Lumberton area Ray how are you this morning
5: I'm fine, thank you, Mike. How are you doing?
0: We're we couldn't be much better, Ray. We really could, and I hope you're well down there, in that pretty part of the state.
5: Yeah, I'm I'm doing fine, thank you, Mike. I know you're probably sick and tired of hearing it, but please indulge me. I wanted to say how much how happy I am that you finally were recognized by that award, and that uh, I just don't think it, anybody more deserving could have gotten it.
0: Well, I I really appreciate that. Ray, I, I, um, it was, uh, it, it's overwhelming, and I, I, it, I still haven't come to grips with it. Uh, don't
5: worry, you'll survive
0: it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good uh, come to grips moment uh, that I've been dealing with, but uh, it's, it's, it's a big one, and I am, I am so thrilled, and, uh, and think about it all the time.
5: Yeah, I know. I might you, develop
0: you an ego one of these days. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Yeah, and I I was really glad you were able to make the trip over to Israel. I just wish I could have been with you. That would
0: have been I'll tell you I'm, it I'm was uh to go too, but I don't it was overwhelming and I think it, it it uh it was the most tiring thing I've ever done because we were on a pilgrimage and uh, so we saw everything. I, uh you know, we had a lot of services, uh, a lot of prayer, read a lot of scripture at each place that uh, you know, where things happen. I mean it's just that's, that was over. It's been an overwhelming year. Uh, it, it certainly has. I, but, yes, I would certainly, and I would go to a church and go with uh, a really good leader who uh, knows their way around and knows the history of, of the Bible and uh, of also the, the territory there, and there's some and, good ones there.
5: And I'm sure you felt strengthened by all of it spiritually.
0: I did. Except having to leave my wife there because she uh, she got COVID and uh, they tested the morning we were leaving. It, it was a lot of testing going on, and uh, she was she and two other people were an, unable to to go. But at least they stayed in the hospital. But it took took another week for her to come home. But other than that, that's,
5: that's, we that's uh there's always a fly new somewhere. Seems that's
0: right. And you know the food. When I got home, food didn't taste right. I, I didn't. I didn't eat anything for a couple of days, much because uh, I'd eaten all of that Mediterranean food, you know, just <laughs> vegetables and stuff the whole time, and and I, nothing tasted right. So, they, uh,
5: they, you your tongue got spoiled.
0: Uh, yeah, I guess so. My my body said, <laughs> "What are you doing? Don't go. Don't go for uh, anything else but this this great food you've been enjoying for a couple of weeks." So, it was wonderful, Ray.
5: Yeah,
0: I'm sure glad you were able to enjoy that. That's, me too. that's, that's
5: something.
0: That and I hope you will.
5: I really wanted to do sometime. Uh I can barely hear your voice. I don't know if it's my phone or
0: you. Well, uh no. Maybe uh I'll turn this. Can you hear me better now?
5: <laughs> A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Sure.
0: All right, very good. Well, I'll keep raising the the level some. Uh what about now? You you hearing me better? I can hear you fine.
5: Yeah, it's it's still pretty faint though.
0: Huh? Okay, I'm not sure why. Uh, well, we'll, uh, we'll 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 just try and talk louder. How's that? Well, I guess we're getting too relaxed in here.
5: <laughs> yeah, I love to hear you all of the morning because it seems like everybody's relaxed.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, we are. I'm having a good time, and it's uh, it's nice. We're kind of away from the world's problems on this show for a while.
5: Yeah. I, well, Ray, I, say the, I, there, I want to say a to Rufus. Yes, sir, Ray. Can he hear me okay? And he can hear you fine, yeah. I can yeah. hear you, yes. Okay, I can I can barely hear him either. All right. But, uh, Rufus was talking one time about training his horse how to open the gate so he wouldn't have to get down and, uh, you <laughs> yes. know, the gate and then mount back up and all that. Now, that's a politician for you, always getting somebody else. I know, isn't it the truth? <laughs> anyway, my daddy had a mule that – that learned how to open the gate herself. And so when she wanted to get out and run away and have some fun, she would just open the gate and uh, oh. <laughs> go. Now, <laughs>
2: yeah, that's wonderful. Sorry, old mule. <laughs> well, they're smart. And they lay, they, she, they she we had one work. one time.
0: Excellent work, mule, but she was just too smart. Yeah, the but kind sometimes. Of we used to
5: have was just poles that would slide back and you drop them down and then step over them. Yep. She learned how to slide them back and drop them down and out she went. So my daddy took Haywar. And he would wire the poles down as tight as he could. And that mule would still get out.
3: <laughs> she,
5: was, she had every... One time he got mad and he just he said, I just wired that way, same, every way I could. Tighten it down and I said, now.
0: <laughs> well, wait, says, I appreciate says, you calling us.
5: I stood there watching her. He
0: I said, appreciate I, you <laughs> calling us.
5: <laughs> her. Next thing I knew, she had dropped the bar down and was gone.
0: <laughs> well, well, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us, Ray. Yeah.
5: yeah, I wanted to ask Rufus something else, too. Rufus, did you ever have anything to do with Appalachian State?
2: My, well, he I, created it. well I, I'll say this, Ray. I had four <laughs> brothers and one sister that attended school there, and uh, the high school where I went was a laboratory school of Appalachian State, and now it's one of the most popular universities in North Carolina. <laughs>
5: Yeah, back in the day, it really it was the university. I had a great uncle. He was kind of the black sheep of the family, and he ran away and and went to Appalachian State and became a professor. And we we never did know very much about him because he didn't come back very seldom.
0: Well, maybe he was in the CIA That's too.
5: Mentioned around there, he was Chapel Wilson.
0: <laughs> Chapel Wilson.
2: Uh huh. Did you say Chapel Wilson? Yes. yes sir. Well, I knew Chapel Wilson.
5: Well, dog bite my cat. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one time the preacher, we had a preacher from Shelby who didn't know everybody around here. He was a good preacher. We kept him 25 years. But one time he told us one Sunday morning that a lady and her daughter had come to his house, the parsonage there beside the church, and said that she was Chapel Wilson's widow. And she had come back down here to see if she could find any of the family and learn anything about it. Uh-huh. The preacher, the poor fellow, he'd never heard of Chapel Wilson. And when he told us that story, we said, well, good gracious. Wish you could have called me. Wish you, because, you know, Chapel had hundreds of kin people around here. And uh, But anyhow, my sister finally got up to Appalachian later on and met her and talked to her. But do, do you know... How Chapel Wilson died, when he
2: died? No, I don't. I just remember growing up that he was, he, he one time visited our home. We lived on the farm right outside of the, of the campus. And I remember he visited, he was there when my, all my brothers went to Appalachian. And I remember him very distinctly. But I don't know, I don't know when he died.
5: Well, I asked one of my second cousins, who was the same relation to Chapel that I am, one time if he could remember anything about him because like i say i never i don't remember ever even seeing him he may have come back to some of the family reunions when i was young well this a sec- uh, second cousin of mine i mean and he said he remembered when he was in his early teens that chapel wilson had visited their house with his new wife apparently his first wife died and he was with his new wife and a young child and he had apparently just from what my cousin remembered, he said he had uh, recently retired and was making a trip around the country, and was headed from 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 there to Mississippi. And he said the next word they got was that he had had, I think, a heart attack in Mississippi and had died. And that what? was all he knew. And that's all, all I've right. ever found out about.
0: You know, I'll be doggone.
2: Yeah, he was a Roman man. He
0: was. I, I still think he, he was in the CIA. Well, he could be. <laughs>
2: he was a jolly fellow. I remember yeah.
0: that. Hey, uh, Ray, we got to go. We got Okay, uh, Okay. Thanks,
5: thanks a lot, Mike. We, we right,
2: got to zip back to reality Bye-bye. And, uh,
0: for a moment and, and hear the news. But thank you, my friend, so much. for co- Please call us again. I'll try to. Bye-bye. And thanks Bye. to all of you for all you do. Yes, sir. Bye. <laughs> Didn't mean to rush him away or anything. I'm going to have to look up this man and find out more about him. All right, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up from Grasshopper
4: Farms in Nightdale.